uh, measurement is, uh, you know, determines value or size. You know, determines size. And so if you stand up for a moment, if you can, glory to God, hallelujah, wham. So now you know when you measure, oh, praise God, you measure one of us is taller than the other. You know, so measurement determines size. It can also, thank you, it can also determine value. You know, $1 versus $100. You know, the value of $1 versus the value of $100. If I want to get to $100, I say $100 was manifestation time. I want to get to $100, $100 is manifestation time. $100 is when you get the watch. $100 is when you get the, the bag, all right? So I got $1, then I got $2, then I got $3. How many, how many $1 can I get in 100? I get 100 $1. So if $1 is a measurement and I get 100 of them, then 100 of them, I can get this bag. So I got $1 and I got $2, $3, $4, $5, $98. Some people get the $98 and they stop. Some people get the $88 and they stop. If you liken the dollar to faith, that's where people are. They, 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 they come short of manifestation because they stop. They don't go off, they don't go the distance. And so the measure of their faith was determined by their consistency in that instance. Glory to God. Isn't that good? That make you want to slap somebody, right? Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. But isn't that awesome? And so if if those faith was if your faith was likened to that dollar, if I want to increase my measure, I need to keep doing the same thing every day. Amen. Consistency is key. So you can measure your faith by your patience. You're no more in faith than you are in patience. So if I want to measure one's faith, or if you want to measure your own faith, you can measure your faith or faithfulness by your patience. That's one way of measuring your faith. In fact, let's get started with that one. Praise God. That's, well, I know, I know I told you to go to Hebrews 4 too. We'll come back to that. But let's start with patience. Let's start with patience this morning. One way of measuring your faith is to measure your patience. Glory to God. How do you say? But do I have patience? Yeah, you know, it's actually unbelief to pray for patience. Some people say, don't pray for patience until you just might get it. That's that's unbelief converse, that's an unbelieving conversation. That's a conversation that's 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 a conversation not even worth having. Don't even waste your oxygen on a conversation like that. Don't pray for patience. Well, you don't need to pray for patience. One for one reason. There's a reason why you don't need to pray for patience. Because you just might get it. Well, now you're going backwards. That's the second reason why you should, you know what I mean? That's a it's a conversation that's that's a vain. Why? Because how many of you know you already have patience? Right? Because it came with love. When love came, patience came. Joy, peace, wow. patience, goodness, goodness, goodness. So everybody has patience. Every Christian has God's patience on the inside of them. So no one has to pray for patience anyway. If somebody says, you pray for patience, you just might get it. No, you already got it. You ain't got to pray for it because you already got it. Right? Somebody says, I already have patience. I have patience. I have patience. I have it. Now, the releasing of patience, that's a whole different conversation. Releasing that patience, acting in a way that expresses that patience, that's a whole different conversation. You know, you know, somebody says, I have goodness. I have goodness. But now Jesus, Jesus had goodness too. But you know what it says about Jesus? It says he went about doing good. He didn't just have good, he did good. So you can see the distinct difference between having something and doing something. And so you can have goodness or you can do good. Doing good is releasing the goodness you have. Glory to God. Now, how about you superimpose that over the other characteristics as well? I have joy. I got joy in me. Your face don't express that. Your attitude don't express that. I got joy. 
Well, no, if you have joy, there ought to be like a smile. You ought to be, hallelujah, man, I'm full of joy. You know, that joy should be released and expressed. Having joy is one thing. Doing joy, if, if you can say that. Doing joy, releasing joy. Glory to somebody say, ha, ha, ha. ha, ha, ha. Say, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. I'm full of joy. I'm full of joy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you can you can do joy, release joy. Uh, don't just have joy, release joy. Don't just have goodness, release goodness. Don't just, somebody say, I have faith. <laughs> no, let's release that faith. That's what we want to do, release that faith. Well, you have patience. Patience is in there, and it's cultivated through our understanding of patience. That one, you know, that's one way. Uh, so as you hear, like I'm going to share some things right now with you relative to patience. So now, patience is in you. Now I'm about to do something to it. I'm about to give you some words that will that may quicken your 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 it may quicken the force of patience that's on the inside of you. I'm going to communicate some words that will quicken the force of patience that's on the inside of you. It's going to cause it to come alive. And, and it's going to be doing this on the inside of you. Your patience is going to be like, oh, man, let me out. Man, I'm ready to get loose. That's what's going to happen to your patience when I communicate I these words that, to you. And then, then now, as you move forward, you're going to, re you're going to release that patience. And, uh, and it's going to be apparent to others. That's, that's a patient man. Glory to God. All right? Patience is to be constant. Mm -hmm. It's to be constant. It's to be consistent. Somebody say patience. Patience. It's to be constant. Constant. It's to be consistent. It's to be consistent. So you're constant. You're consistent. It is constant constancy. Every day you get up, you're the same way. I'm constant. And uh, me and another, uh, me and Bishop Briggs tried to explain this to this lady one day. And it was kind of challenging to give utterance to it. And I realized now why it was challenging because she wasn't born again. And uh, she couldn't hear me. Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. I'm just, I got the revelation of that later. But... If uh, it's you know if, if I'm standing here and I don't move, um, somebody said that's that's waiting. Well, it, it looks like waiting, but I'm also being constant because I'm doing the same thing as I was doing one minute ago. I'm doing the same thing as I was doing ten minutes ago. I haven't moved. It's constant. You see, it looks like waiting, but it's not waiting. It's 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 consistently. You're constantly doing the same thing. A person can be waiting for the bus. And they're standing there and they're waiting there. How long have you been standing here? I've been standing here for one hour. Or I've been standing here for 20 minutes. How much longer are you going to stand? I'm going to stand here until the bus comes. <laughs> Why are you going to do that? Because I want to get on that bus. That's right. And I don't want to miss my bus. And they're going to be, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be constant. They're going to be consistent where standing is concerned. Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? You got to be consistent with it. Patience is constant constancy or consistently. And so, so here's what patience looks like. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Remember that $100 illustration I gave on day one? Well, let's say 100 days, you know, uh, day one. I'm, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed. Glory to God. The word says I'm healed. I am healed. First Peter 2.24 says I'm healed. I am healed. Day two, I am healed. Day three, I'm healed. Day five, day 89, day 92. The moment you start to question and start to look at the clock and the watch, you've just left operating in patience. You're no longer operating in patience. You're no longer constant. You're no longer consistent. You're no longer constantly constant. You're now, you've now, you've now just given up, caved in, quit, and your faith will collapse. It'll just drop. Your faith now has nothing to stand on because patience let it go. 
you say, I'm done with this confessing the word stuff. I'm done with calling things which be not as though they were. I'm done with tithing. I'm done with giving. I'm done with walking in love. I'm done with forgiving. I'm done with it. You just gave up. You just quit. You just caved in. Your faith now collapses because you're no more in faith than you are in patience. Patience is to be constant. Say it again. Now, day 91. Say it again. It's day 96. Say it again. It's day 99. Say it again. Day 100. Glory to God. It's through faith and patience that you inherit the promises. That's Hebrews. Glory to God. 6, 12. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody say Hebrews. Hebrews. Let's make sure I give you the right verse for that. Hebrews 6, 12. Through faith and patience, you can get something. You, you receive your, your inheritance through faith and patience. See, God has already given something, but you can't receive what he has given except through patience. It's through faith and patience that you receive what he has given. Because it's inherit the promises, right? Inherit. Inheritance is something that's yours. But now you need to receive what's already yours. But you can't receive what's yours if you're not patient. There's some things you'll never get. Some people go and kill themselves. It says, I, I just can't take it anymore. And they kill themselves. They never receive what was theirs. Some people say, I give up. I know somebody says, I give up. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm ready to go to be with the Lord. And they leave because they lack patience. Yes. Well, I know a man that was told he was going to die. He had seven different heart diseases. And he had some other stuff, body deformed. And some other things going on in his body. And he was 15 years old. And he didn't give up. He didn't give up. And then he went a little longer. Went a little longer. When he turned 16 in that area, he was paralyzed. They said, you got, and he, his throat was paralyzed, body deformed, different things. And uh, at 16, and the doctor says that you, 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 uh, any one of these heart diseases that you have can kill you. You won't even live long. You won't live to be see your 17th birthday. And uh, he was being discouraged by doctors, by pastors. Everybody was discouraging him, telling him, you know, you, 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 you know, you know, God doesn't heal anymore. So many other things. And he just totally felt like God, if this is your, if this is your desire for me, then I'd rather go to hell and be with the devil than to be with you because you're a mean God. This is a child. He doesn't know any better. He don't know what to say. He don't know what to think. He just felt like this is bad. This is not God. He found some scriptures, started meditating those scriptures, particularly Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24, meditated those scriptures and built one of the largest faith-dominant churches and schools in the world and lived until he was 86 years of age. Amen. Glory to God. Because he didn't give up, he didn't cave in, and he didn't quit. Glory to God. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm a part of his, I'm a part of his, I'm part of his legacy. Praise God. Glory to God. And there's other people just like him that was told that they were gonna die and had stuff come against them, but they didn't give up. They didn't quit. They didn't right. quit. That's one of the most, most outstanding characteristics of me. I won't quit. I won't quit. You know, I'll quit, but the Lord tells me to quit, but I won't quit once he gives me an assignment. Glory to God. And uh, consistency is key to receiving from God. We have to be, con you don't have to, but you should choose to. Consistent, consistent. I always use that because I don't want people feeling like you have to, and it kind of goes to the whole God is in control doctrine, that he's in control of everything that happens in the world. So the planes fly into the building on 9-11. God is in control. Somebody gets hit by a car. Well, God is in control. And that's really dangerous doctrine. Uh, and I totally uh, come against that with, uh, with everything you know, uh, you, we don't want to be telling people that because somebody is going to be, oh, yeah, well, okay, that's right. Uh, well, I guess uh, I, I just crashed my car and broke uh, two vertebrae and I fractured my knee. Then God is in control. He caused it to happen. It must be his will. And that's wrong. You, you lead people in the wrong direction, and they don't know how to release their faith because you're going to, how are you going to release your faith in a God that 
caused you to have the problem in the first place. He's the one that sent you the problem, and uh, and you're gonna have faith that the one that sent you the problem that hit you with that baseball bat is gonna make things better for you. You know, he's the one that caused you to be sick. Same God, and God, you put this on me. Well, are you ready for it to come off me now? No, that's not love. God is love. God is good. Amen. You want to be careful with that, right? I know you all here, you know, so it's good faith in my hearing. And so patience is key. Uh, and looking at patience, let's go to James chapter 1, eh, right? Glory to God. Hallelujah. You want to be solid with stuff. Sometimes people just fly over stuff. And uh, and 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 uh, sometimes I even feel prompted to fly fast stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, you feel fine. You want you want to get to the next nugget. Let's get to the next nugget, and uh, you want to get to the next nugget so much that you leave some things unfinished with the previous nugget. And uh, so let's make sure we squeeze some juice out of this. James was Jesus's half brother, and he understood something about patience. Glory to God. He's seen his brother operating this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Raised in the same house. So he understands some stuff about patience. James. Jesus' brother James. Glory to God. His half-brother. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. James chapter 1. And look at verse 1. Well, verse 2. James. James. The book of James. Verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. We're talking about how to measure your faith. One of the ways of measuring your faith is with patience. You're no more in faith than you are in patience. You want to measure your faith? Check out your patience. Check out your patience. Glory to God. You can measure it. Am I in faith? Am I where I need to be at? Am I giving up and quitting too soon? Am I going the course? Am I looking at the watch to see what time it is? Uh, how long, Lord? How long? Then we're not operating in consistency or constancy. Consistency. That's patience. Another word for patience is consistency. Or endure. Endure to the end. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And notice here. My brethren, count it all joy. Glory to God. When you fall, whoa, 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 is that right? Count it all joy when you fall. Oh, not when you go in with your both eyes open and intentionally into diverse situations and testings. Don't, don't, this is not going in it intentionally. You know, you intentionally put those, uh, put something in your pocket that you shouldn't put in your pocket at the store. That, 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 you didn't fall into that. You did that on purpose. And some people, they lied or they stole something or they did something. They did that on purpose. That's, that's not an accident. You didn't fall into that. You did that. You know? Uh, uh, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, temptation can be de uh, defined as a test or trial. Temptation, test, and trial. In the New Testament, when you see the word temptation, test, and trial, they can be used interchangeably. And temptations don't come from God. Bad temptations. All right? Uh, you know, temptation don't come from God. We just leave it at that. And, uh, you know, Jesus says, watch and pray. Matthew 26, 41. He says, watch and pray that you enter not into what? Temptation. Matthew 6, he says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Thy heaven. Give us a day of the bread. Lead us not into temptations. And so, it is not God's will that you be led into temptations or that you be tempted. He wants you to watch and pray that you can say, oh, don't enter into that. I see a temptation there. I ain't entering into that. Oh, there's another little test. I ain't going to that. And you're watching and praying. You say, oh, that's a test. I'm not going over there. I see it, Lord. Thank you for showing that to me by the Holy Ghost. And there's another test. I'm not, I'm not going oh, to step into that. I see that. Glory to God. So when you see, when watching and praying will enable you to see some things that you wouldn't see if you wasn't watching and praying. Watching, you know, when you pray, you're going to be able to see some stuff. Glory to God. When you pray, you're going to be able to see some stuff. You say, okay, there's a test, there's a test. God won't lead you into evil. You know what I mean? Right. Temptations, tests, and trials. 
No, uh, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, tests, and trials. Whoa, whoa, wait, get the rest of it. Knowing this, somebody say knowing this. Knowing this. Because if you don't know this, you're not going to count it all joy. You have to know this. Knowing this. Knowing what? Knowing that the trying of your faith, when trials come against your faith, something should happen. Worketh patience. Worketh patience. So when the trials come against your faith, you ought to put patience to work. When trials come against your faith, put patience to work. But let patience have her perfect, there's that word again, work. So let patience do her work. So when patience, when trials come against your faith, what does it look like, a trial coming against your faith? All right, what does faith look like if uh, uh, the Lord says, I sent my word to heal you and deliver you from destruction. By his stripes, you were healed, past tense. Brother Rashid. I want you to start to affirm your healing. I want you to do that every day for 40 days. Confess that you are the healed of God. Amen. And then Rashi hears that of the Lord. He says, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to confess that I'm the healed of God. And he's been having pain in his prostate, in his groin area. And uh, this is hypothetical, glory to God. You could have been Derek. It could have been Derek. I can use myself as an example. I'm using him as an example. I know you're a faith man. He's not going to receive this. And so, and he's been having pain. And then day two. He says, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed by the, the power of God. I'm healed. The Lord didn't tell him to do anything other than confess it. That's all he said to do is just to confess the word, confess that I am the healed of God. And he's been doing it for 15 days, 18 days, 25 days. He's been speaking the word. Praise God. And then on day 26, it gets worse. It gets worse. And it gets worse. And then he, he, he decides he want to quit. No, 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 no. See, what's happening here? His faith is being tried. What does faith look like? We having the same spirit of faith, according as it's written. I believe, and therefore have I spoken. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Even in the midst of the pressure that's coming against your flesh to cry out and say something different. Don't say anything but the word. Don't say anything but the word. Continue to do faith stuff, even under pressure. Even when pressure comes, continue to do faith stuff, even under pressure. Continue to praise God, even under pressure. Continue to speak the word, even under pressure. Continue to tithe, even under pressure. Continue to give, even under pressure. Continue to show up, like I'm proud of you. You all showed up and it's raining. Even <laughs> under pressure. Glory to God. Even under pressure, do what's right because it's right. Do it right. Glory to God. That's right. Because you're a faith man. Faith people do faith stuff. Glory to God. And they, then they become what you call faithful. Glory to God. We do faith stuff. That's what we do. Glory to God. Two people show up, you teach like there's 100 people there. That's what I do. It don't matter how many people show up, I still do faith stuff. So no matter where I go, I'm, I'm strong and fully developed. After 25 years, you know, it gets easier and easier. You know what I mean? Because you're a faith man. Faith people do faith stuff. Glory to God. Somebody say, I'm a faith man. I'm a faith person. Glory to God. Because we know we're mankind, right? Glory to God. You know, God created, if God created woman first, then we'll be womankind. But God created man first, called him mankind. Glory to God. But it's humanity, really. That's the joke. It's humanity. Human, it's humanity, glory to God. No, no male, no female. And uh, and God refers to us as mankind. Male and female. He refers to us as mankind. He refers to us as, you know, uh, sons of God. How many sons of God are here? See? And that's because it's not gender specific. Glory to God. You see? Like Georgette, she's a spiritual son. So how can you say that? Because it's about sonship. It, it, it's, it's a spiritual thing. Glory to God. You know what I mean? Otherwise, so she's a female ship. No, she's a son. She's a, son. She's a spiritual son. <laughs> Glory to God. But notice, but we have to, we don't have to. 
We should choose to. We choose to. I choose to walk by faith, even under pressure. Even when pressure comes, you're patient. Day 89, day 99, 100. Glory to God. However many days it takes, you are consistent. You are constant. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this. Knowing what? That the trying of your faith should work something. So in other words, work, you think of work, you think of employment. Give your faith, give your patience a job. And when, when pressure comes against your faith, employ one of those forces in you. Employ the force of patience. When pressure comes against your faith, employ the force of patience. And let her do her work. Let her work. Let her work until she's done. Let her do her job. Somebody said, let her do her job. Let patience do her job. That you may be perfected wanting nothing. You won't want nothing if you let her do her job. Let her do her job. Somebody said, let her do her job. Leave her alone. Let patience do her job. And some people want to pull patience off the job and then their bridge collapse. Then you don't make it to Jersey. Glory to God. You don't make it to Florida. Let's make it to our destination. Let's see the end of our faith because we let patience have our perfect work. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I see uh, Tamara here. She let patience have her perfect work. Because Tamara was tested last month. When now, 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 now. God didn't test her. It was not God. It is God's desire that she has a, a, a facility that she desired. It is God's desire that she have a facility. But even in the midst of walking this thing out, you know, no, we don't have a, no, 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 no door here, no door here, no door here. And these different places saying no. The places, the doors weren't open. You know, different places where she may have knocked on the door. And uh, uh, and then, you know, she loses the keys to the car. And then she loses all the, uh, the other, you know, different things occur. And it's like, oh, Lord, maybe the Lord is testing me. No, it's not him. It's not him. Notwithstanding, there's, a, there's an opportunity to prove our faithfulness within the midst of this test. Faithfulness to who? Faithfulness to God for what he taught you. He taught you how to talk. He taught you how to walk. He taught you how to give. He taught you how to love, even in the midst of all this stuff that's going on. So, so, so the Lord is watching you, even though the stuff is not coming from him, he's still watching how you handle the word I gave to you. I gave you the word. I said, let us pass over to the other side. What you doing waking me up for in the back of the boat? I said, let us go to the other side. You waking me up. Don't you care that we're going to die? We're not going to get our place. What you waking me up for? I done told you what to do. I gave you what you needed to make it to the other side. And you woke me up and I was asleep. And Jesus is not asleep, but he wants, he, he, you know, we, you know we, he just wants us to do the word. Do the words. Glory to God. He's willing to help us, but he wants us to do the words. Amen. Like right now, this is the word, and he's given us the word, so we have ammunition. We have something to fight with tomorrow. Tomorrow, we can fight again. Yes. You know what I mean? Brother Horace is here. He can fight again tomorrow. See, he wants to fight tomorrow. You know, we're not fighting the devil because you don't fight people that's already knocked out. You know, they don't, it don't make any sense to What are you swinging at? The guy's on the ground. <laughs> you know, he's down. You know, he's defeated. He's defeated. We're not fighting the devil. We're fighting the good fight of faith. Holding fast to a good confession. Fighting the good fight of faith. So we can measure your faith by your patience. Oops, oops, oops. Measure your faith by your consistency. Measure your faith by your enduring. Isn't that awesome? Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? Now, I suspect we're quiet because we're receiving. Yes. yes. Right. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Awesome. You know, amen. Isn't that awesome? Yes. And see, see, and I like this because I get to judge myself. We shouldn't be judging other people. 
We judge the fruit on our own tree. Measure yourself. Gauge some. Am I in patience? I'm not, I've not, I've not been doing what I need to do, Lord, and I repent. I just, I'm measuring myself right now. I'm measuring myself. See, measure. Am I, am I, am I gauging this thing right? I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing as it relates to patience? Patience is a way of measuring your faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, right? Yes. All right, let's look at another one. Well, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2. I want to talk to you about action. We talked about action before, and I, I mean, I got, I'm all over the place. Last week, I, I wanted to give you these other nuggets, and I stopped on those, and I came back this week, and I started giving you keys to measuring your faith. So anyway, you got them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, so now, let's look at action. The Bible says, uh, we're in Hebrews 4 too, right? Hebrews chapter 4. All right. Glory to God. I know you went to Hebrews 4 too. I'm going to ask you to hold your finger there. Don't lose your finger. And go to James chapter 2. James chapter 2. James 2. James 2. Because I want to draw this picture clearly so we can see it. James chapter 2. And notice here in James chapter 2. James chapter 2. And notice in verse uh, uh, 15. Or 14. What do you need? Thank you. I appreciate that. James chapter 14. 2.14. What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man says he has faith, I have faith. I got faith. Look at that. Have faith. I have faith. I have faith. No, we're going to we're gonna need to do more than just have faith. And have not works. Now, this word works here is corresponding action. Somebody say works. Works. Can be, Can be. interchangeable Interchangeable. with corresponding actions. So we want to translate and meditate. Mm -hmm. If we'll translate and meditate, it'll renew our mind to things and help us to see stuff that we hadn't seen before. And so it's good to open it up. Thank you, beautiful. Translate and meditate. Somebody say translate and meditate. Translate and meditate. And so we want to translate and meditate. So when you see works here, make it, make it, make it corresponding action. See? Faith without corresponding action is dead. That's right. Right? And we're going to see that proven out here. Uh, uh, Though a man say he hath faith and hath not what? Uh, uh, translate and meditate. Hath not, hath not. Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked or destitute of daily food, and one of you say, depart in peace, brother, and be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give him those things which are needful for the body, what does it profit? Even so, Faith, if it have not corresponding action, is dead being alone. Yeah, a man may say, I have faith, and I have works. You show me your faith without your corresponding action, and I'll show you my faith by my corresponding action. Glory to God. You believe that there is one God, and you do well. The devil also believes in he trouble. But what you, oh vain man, uh, 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 know that faith without corresponding action is dead. There's, there's a measurement. Dead faith. That's a measurement of faith. What's that? What does dead faith look like? Faith that doesn't have corresponding action. Was not Abraham our father justified by corresponding actions when he had, what, what did he do? He did something. He offered up Isaac, his son, upon the altars. That wasn't just believing. Mm, I'm just believing. Mm. I'm going to believe hard enough and Isaac is just going to levitate and get up on that altar. 
No, you're gonna have to go, you're gonna have to take him up the mountain and take him and lay him on that altar and tie his hands up and pull that knife up and go and get the, the, the shank in him. <laughs> you know, shank, that's an old word, right? I'm about to shank you, man. I'm about to shank you. What? You about to what? I'm about to shank you, man. I'm about to shank you, you get out of my pad. <laughs> Don't get out of my pad, dude. Great <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm lost. Great God. Ooh, what can I do that for? Great God. Great <laughs> God. Let's see now. Oh, yeah. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, upon the altar? Notice, so he's calling that corresponding action. Faith. See, it's not how faith brought with his works. And by works was, corresponding action rather, was faith made perfect. Glory to God. And the scripture is fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was pleaded unto him for righteousness. He called the friend of God. And look at verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, being alone, so works without uh, faith without corresponding action is dead also. And so our, our faith ought to have, uh, and, you know, if it's really faith, it ought to have corresponding action. It's not faith if it doesn't have corresponding action. Let's take a look at this. Hebrews 4 2. Let's take a look at that while I drink some of this one time. Corresponding action. <laughs> ah, glory to God. So, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Now, this one right here comes alive now when you read it. Let's read that out loud together. Ready? Read. But the word preached not Come on. Not being mixed with what? Faith. See, they, they that's not powerful. They they heard it. I'm a hearer, man. I'm a hearer, man. Hebrews 4 2. For unto us was the gospel preached. You know, when you gospel is preached, faith comes. As well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with corresponding action. And them that heard it. Somebody heard it, but they didn't act on what they heard. You see? See, some people, you know, because faith is what? Equivalent to corresponding action. And, you know, faith comes in parts. Faith has parts. There's the there's the hearing part of faith, right? Faith come by hearing. Faith what? Coming. It's in route. You know, uh, you know, CCT is coming, right? Ma'am? CCT is coming, right? They're in route. See, CCT is not here yet, but they're coming. They're coming. CCT is not here, but they're coming. Glory to God. Amen. But she, she needs to be unmovable. She needs to continue doing what she's doing so that she'll be in place when CCT come. Glory to God. Amen. Well, faith is coming. Faith is coming. It's in route. We just need to keep hearing. I'm not talking about these paddles on my head, and I will get to that in a moment. Glory to God. But we're talking about, hey, Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did I do that for? See, then now I got twisted. Now I got to go there. Now I have to go there. God. But let's just go here first. Let's finish this out. So now faith is in route. It's coming. It's coming. And then I heard. So I heard it. I heard it. Praise God. That's nice. You heard it. You, you, there's a rhema you have in your heart. You heard from God. Glory to God. That's good. And you might say, wow. Or, woo. Or you might say, yes. You might say, oh, yeah. Well, you might say, that was good. That was a good word. But now it can't stay like that. Otherwise, you just a herder. 
and the Bible says, don't be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. So he wants us to also do something with what we heard. And so now he's wanting us to mix faith with what we heard. I heard it. Now I need to have some corresponding action. Otherwise, we're not going to get results because there's no corresponding action. So there's the hearing of faith. There's that part, the hearing of faith. There's the, there's the believing it. That's the, there's the hearing part of faith. There's the believing part of faith. There's the speaking part of faith. But then there's also the doing part of faith, the corresponding action of faith. Then there's the praising part of faith. You know, what is the, when should you praise God for the answer? In, in advance, right? You, so if we're praising God after it shows up, that's not, that's, not, that's not the highest form of faith. The highest form of faith praises them before it shows up. So once you believe you receive, what should you do? Praise the Lord. You praise the Lord after you believe you receive. Glory to God. Not after you receive it, physically receive it, but after you believe you receive now we start to praise God. So there's the, there's the hearing part of faith. There's the believing part of faith. There's the speaking part of faith. There's the doing part of faith. There's the praising part of faith. It's not just one part, but it, believe, it begins with hearing that word. Believing that word. But I can't see your belief. And I can't see when you heard it. But I, I can't see when you heard it. I can't see when you believed it. But I can see that you act on it. Oh, well, she believe in God. I can tell she believe in God. But now, I can tell when you've given up because I don't see any patience. Glory to God. You, you've given up. Once you've given up, patience has collapsed. Patience is not on the scene. That's right. Amen. Isn't that powerful? Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Everybody right? Yep. Yes. Just, just tell me, and, and, I, and I, give you, I give you license to tell me, say, Pastor, that's enough. Because I'm about to bust. That's enough. You can stop now. Park it now, Pastor. Bring it on home. You can say that. And now you're licensed to say that today. You bring it on home, Pastor. Bring it on home. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. If you get hungry and your turkey sandwich is getting cold, say, Pastor, bring it on home. <laughs> Glory to God. Georgette knows when it's time to bring it home because I get drunk. I get drunk and start saying all kinds of stuff. And they say, now it's time to bring it home. Where am I supposed to be going at? See, there's evidence. We're getting drunk. We're getting drunk. Where am I going? Where am I going? I'm saying shake. Shank. Too much shank. No, we don't we shake this thing already. We already we got the shake. The shake is done. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hearing. Hearing is a way of measuring. You can measure your faith by your patience. You can measure your faith by your corresponding actions. You can measure your faith by your patience, your corresponding actions. Uh, hearing is another way of measuring your faith. Uh, Galatians 3 2. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 2. Everybody right? Yep. <laughs> Glory to God. I thought I was going to finish this today. Glory to God. And I'm not disappointed, but I just thought I was going to finish it. Galatians, Ephesians. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 2. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 2. Glory to God. Galatians 3 and verse 2. This, 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 this only what I learn of you. Received you the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did you, or by the hearing of faith. So the hearing of faith is some is a type of thing. That's a thing. That's a real thing, the hearing of faith. There's something called the hearing of faith. See, faith can be heard when it comes. Mm. How to hear faith when it comes, right? And so there's a hearing of faith. And so how does faith come? Faith comes, let's go to Romans chapter 10, please. Romans chapter 10, please. Romans chapter 10, let's see how faith comes. Because there's a hearing of faith. So you got the hearing of faith. You got the believing of faith. 
You got the speaking of faith. You got the doing of faith. You know, so faith has parts. It's not just one part, but it begins with hearing the word of God. It begins with the word. And so notice in Romans chapter 10, right? Yes. All right. Glory to God, I love this stuff, man. 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 Romans chapter 10, and let's look at verse 17 and start there. So then faith cometh. What what cometh? So now, so now the AS, the A, what's the what's, what's the version? S in the ASV, American Standard Version. ESV. One of the versions, uh, American Standard Version. English. English Standard Version. One of these versions says that belief comes by hearing. Belief comes by hearing. Belief comes by hearing. Somebody say belief comes by hearing. So the capacity to believe, you can see the value of this. The capacity to believe. Uh, comes let's say uh let's say um there's some circles they've not they don't get exposed to god's word concerning healing at all they they they, they don't get exposed to uh there are many churches where they never talk about healing perhaps the pastor doesn't have a revelation of healing and if he doesn't have a revelation of healing then he's not going to convey or communicate any thoughts on healing and so that means the congregants aren't going to really tap have the capacity to believe god for healing only thing they're going to have the capacity to believe for is on a sense knowledge level, let's get some medicine and let's go to the hospital and the doctor. Because the capacity to receive healing on a spiritual plane, they can't get that at their church because that pastor doesn't have a revelation of it. No rocks to throw at the pastor. I just need to measure myself. Am I talking about healing enough? But if he hasn't been exposed to healing revelation from his dean or some theological leader or his pastor if he has one and every pastor should have a pastor and they should submit and they should yield right but but some don't right and uh but and if, and they don't have an accountability partner which every pastor should have and should yield if they don't have an accountability partner then they're not being corrected they're in isolation i got my own little thing going on but a pastor should have somebody to kind of help you know get back on track bro you off course you see and say, listen, that congregation needs to hear about healing. How can they have how can they have the, the, the capacity to believe God for healing if we never tell them that you don't have to be sick, man? Healing is a far gone conclusion. That's yours. You can walk it out, glory to God. And give them keys and tools and give them what they need so that their capacity to believe God for healing can expand. Right? Or the capacity to believe God for financial increase can expand. Or the capacity to believe God for agape can expand. And so, so you can see. So how can one have the capacity to believe God for healing if healing isn't preached, right? So, so then the capacity to believe comes out of hearing, and then it says, and. And the hearing comes when the rhema comes. Because that word, word there is rhema. It's the word spoken from God. Not just the word spoken, because I'm speaking words. It's not just the word spoken by a preacher. It's not just words spoken, it's the words spoken from God. Let me ask you a question. Can you hear God speaking today? Yes. Can we all hear God speaking? Yes. When you hear God speaking, where does he speak? Where do you hear him at? Huh? What are you listening to him with? You're, exactly. You're listening to him with your ear of your heart, not with these paddles on your head, because you can't hear God with these things. Unless he speaks audibly to you, you can't hear him with these things. You hear me with these things, these paddles on your head, you can hear Derek, but you don't hear God with these you hear God on the inside. Oh, glory to God, Lord, that spoke to me. Wait a minute. You gave God glory. You said, Lord, I heard that. Well, we all heard it. You don't want to say, oh, you heard something on another frequency. You heard on another frequency. You heard God speak to your heart. And when you heard that, 
your capacity. Oh, glory to God. You know, somebody say, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I got to get this to you. I got to get this to you. I got to get this to you. The Logos is the written word of God, right? The Logos is the written word of God, while the Rhema is the word spoken from God, right? And uh, so you can choose by an act of your will to believe the Logos. I choose by an act of my will to believe that by his stripes I am healed because he said, S-A-I-D, he said that. I can choose by an act of my will to believe that he sent his word to heal me because he said that. I have the written word of God, and I choose by an act of my own will to believe that. And, how, and, and you have confidence in God's integrity. You, you believe that God is integral. You believe that God is faithful. You believe that God is honorable and loyal. You believe that about him. Even though you have no revelation about healing, you have no revelation on healing at all. But one thing you do know and you do embrace is that God is integral. He's honorable. So you choose by an act of your will to believe the Logos. That level of honor, I believe what you said, past tense. I believe what you've written, past tense. I believe the Logos. And you start to operate in that level of honor and choose by an act of your will to believe it, even though your head is doing jumping jacks. Your, your mind, will, and emotions is like, I don't, I don't, that don't make any sense to me. Shut up. I just choose to believe it. And I know I'm struggling in my soul with this thing, but I just choose to believe it anyway as an act of honor. I just believe it. I just believe it, even though it don't make any sense in my head. Right? Now, as you walk in that level of honor, now here comes the rhema. The rhema comes. Bam! God gives you a revelation. Rhema gives you insight and quickens your faith. It makes it, makes it easy to choose once you got a rhema. Oh, Lord, Lord, God, I see it, God, I see it. Oh, Lord, Lord, I see it. That's good, God. That's good, God. I heard that thing, Lord. Now, choosing to believe something is easy because that rhema has helped you out. The rhema is like your big brother. That rhema gave you some extra help. You chose to believe it by an act of your will, the Logos, but when that rhema came, it gave you some extra help. It quickens your faith. That rhema does something special. Let me give you something, eh, right? I'm going to give you something. Because, you know, if I, you know, some churches won't give this, right? But I'm going to give you something because the Lord just gave me something. He gave me something yesterday, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to be impatient. I'm, I'm going to give this to you. Now, I've, I've shared this in times past, a long time ago. But there's a relationship between healing and righteousness. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, sin, and healeth all thine diseases. So there's a connection between sin and sickness. Right, and then uh, uh, that man sick of the palsy. Uh, Jesus says, "You believe I'm able to forgive sins? I say unto you, arise and go into your own house and walk." There's a relationship between the healing of this man and 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 the sin. All right, the blind man, the man that was born blind, uh, who sinned? This man that was born blind, or his parents uh, that caused him to be born this way. You can see there's a relationship between sin and sickness. When a person is sick, it's not because they personally sin. Right? Not because they put, notwithstanding, if you practice sin, it, you open the door to sickness. But not everybody that's sick is sick because they sin. That's right. But yet, they are sick because of sin. Not necessarily because they sin, but they are sick because of sin. So when sin enters into the world, it opens the door to sickness. But Jesus took care of the sickness problem when he dealt with the sin problem by default. That's right. You are no more, you are no less healed than you are saved. That's right. You are just as healed as you are saved. Even as. 
who his own self bear our sin in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live a certain kind of way or live unto righteousness. Okay, we're done with that. No, no, he's not done with that. By whose stripes you are healed. Now, where did that come from? How are you going to throw that in there? Because there's a relationship between righteousness and healing. Glory to God. Uh, my, 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 how, ha, ha, ha. You got all that happening, right? And so, so, so when you get a revelation, you're man, God, man, you, you are, you, there's a relationship between righteousness and healing. Glory to God. My, isn't that powerful? My God. But now you wouldn't hear that. The only reason I hear it and see it and catch it, because I keep digging around in there. I keep meditating in there. And you keep meditating on the Logos. You keep meditating on the Logos. And meditating on the Logos, something's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, I'm just meditating the Logos. Now they're not just meditating on healing every day, because we just enjoy talking about healing. We enjoy hearing about healing. We enjoy listening to it. We enjoy being fed by it. I, I, I intend to walk in divine help all the days of my life. I intend to hit my 120. I intend to do that. And all I'm doing is just meditating on healing. And as I do it, Something happens. Then come around the corner, Rama came. Bam! Glory to God. And now that now that now when that Rama is extra, once that Rama comes, now it, it, it gives you something extra. It's over. It is over. Once that Rama comes, it's over. That is over. You can knock cancer out of the head now. Bam! I mean, supernatural things happen once that Rama comes. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by Rama. So to the extent that you have a Rama, you heard. Yes. Faith cometh by hearing, but the hearing come by rhema. So the rhema brings the hearing, and the hearing, oh, I see that, brings the faith. If you, so so rhema, to the extent that you have a rhema, you have, there's a faith, that's a faith deposit that's being made. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But we don't stop there. Glory to God. You heard, glory to God, Paul perceived that the man had faith to hear, to be healed. He perceived that the man had faith to be healed in Acts 14, 10. 8 through 10. He perceived that the man had faith to be healed because the man heard. Yeah. But you can't stop there. The man heard. Paul perceived that the man had faith to be healed because he heard. And the man can sit there and just stay paralyzed. There needs to be corresponding action. Because if you stop, if you don't, if we stop right there, Paul perceived that the man had faith to be healed. He had some faith. Possess it. He heard something. Faith came. It's there. But if he, Paul could left and went home. The guy would still be paralyzed. But Paul didn't go home. Paul says, stand up right on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Corresponding action. Now, how can you tell a paralyzed man to stand up? Because a paralyzed man can't stand up. Can a paralyzed man stand up? That don't make any sense to me. A paralyzed man can't stand up. But when this paralyzed man, I can't stand up. And he, and you see? You see? But and so the paralyzed man had to do something that paralyzed people don't do. Paralyzed people don't stand up and walk. Glory to God. There was a man of God that ministered to some people, and he told them, the Lord showed them that you're going to tell the people when they come to run, when they come. And so these people are coming up in wheelchairs. They've been brought up and helped up. And then when they got all up there, he said to the, he said to the people, he says, he said, he says, uh, one by one, he says, now run. And like, you know, how can a person that can barely stand up that had to be helped up, run? He heard. He believed. If he didn't believe, he wouldn't have came. He wouldn't have came to the meeting. Then he heard something at the meeting. And he believed that. And he came up. And he said, come on up. He came up. So he believed. Yeah. And then he got up there. They found out that he wanted them to run. So the person sought to run. And it didn't work out too well. He started to run again. Didn't work out too well. Then the third time he started to run, he ran. And every single one of them ran. And every single one of them walked out of there. Yeah. 
Glory to God. Isn't that powerful? That's the corresponding action part. So hearing is nice. Woohoo! Believing is nice. Woohoo! But there has to be corresponding action. Woohoo! And the only thing you can act on at this moment in time is what he told you to act on at this moment in time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And when we act on it, supernatural things happen. So you know what?